subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. I'm Matt. He's Garrett. And we are excited to be with you. As always, hope that you're enjoying your walk, your workout, your dishes, laundry, whatever you might be doing when you listen to us. We enjoy going on all of those adventures with you. And for those of you who might be new to the podcast, perhaps somebody sent you towards this way or you discovered it on your own, which is really awesome, and you're wondering, what is Ninja Selling really all about? Well, great news. You can find all that stuff out at ninjaselling.com. <laughs> you can learn about our training programs, our coaching programs, which is what Garrett and I do. But if you want to be part of an amazing community, you can also go to Facebook and look for The Ninja Selling Podcast. We have a the fastest growing community in the universe right there. Over almost 12,000 people, I think, now, Garrett. We're approaching the 12,000 mark in there. It's a wonderful place to be. You can ask questions, get a lot of value, see a lot of stuff. People ask, hey, do you have examples of real estate reviews, seller packets, buyer packets? People post them in there. You just can search in there. I'm trying to figure out how to like categorize all that stuff inside the Facebook group so that you can easily search it, but you can still search and see a lot of really, really awesome stuff. So check all that stuff out. Garrett, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. I uh, You were saying about the journeys that we get to go on in the morning with people hiking and biking. And and one of the most enjoyable things we did a couple of years back, Matt, was we said, post pictures of where you are where you're when you're listening to the podcast. And uh, I'm going to say it again. If you are driving, please don't snap photos while you're driving. I want no responsibility for that. That's not something we're a part of. And then somebody threatened the other day. They said, I listen in the shower. And I'm going to encourage you, do not post those pictures either. (laughs) But if you are doing anything else in listening to the podcast, please go right ahead, share the photos. I'd love to see where you're at when you listen to... uh, to Matt and I in the mornings or in the afternoons or the evenings or whatever you decide to. So uh, Matt, good morning. Excited for today. Good morning. It's funny you mentioned driving. There's on I-26, when you're heading out of Charleston, there's these series of billboards. There's like six in a row. And oftentimes a company will acquire all of them to put together a group of messages. And one time there was, and I think it was a law firm. Was it a law firm or maybe it was something else? But there was a QR code up there. And I was like, well, that's not not smart. Like, what you want somebody to whip out their phone when they're driving, <laughs> get to the camera app, try to grab the QR code, and like, I don't even think there was a disclaimer on there that said like, oh, passengers only or something like that. And I was just like, how many people have tried to go snap that QR code while they were driving? And it's just like, oh gosh, come on, people. So, do you imagine the the headline law firm gets sued? <laughs> right. <laughs> then law firm represents the person suing themselves like that it'd be like a nice little it's that's that's a conflict of interest yeah you can't know <laughs> so all right man let's jump in we got a topic for today we do have a topic for today you want to you want to throw the topic on the table you'd like me to this is your topic so why don't you present it because it came up through a conversation you were having yeah so i, we, I was on a coaching call just this other day and we were talking about you know, I had an agent that asked me, you know, should I be asking my people if I am their referral source or the person they would refer to? Or if they were going to or had somebody like, would I be the top person that they would refer to? And they asked me, they said, should I do this? And there's lots of training around this. There's lots of systems out there that say, you know, you should 
annually ask somebody, you know, if you were to refer, you know, am I the agent you would feel comfortable referring to? And we started to talk more about it kind of along the ninja light of like, is it an appropriate conversation to have? How should you approach it? And we kind of went down the lines of like, it can alienate people so fast. It can create a really interesting dynamic of a great relationship you might have built. And so we came up with a plan around it. Matt, that's what I'm excited to kind of talk with you about today is one is, is that when, where did this come from? Like, when did we decide it was okay to corner somebody almost to ask this question? And second is, does it get the results that people are probably thinking that they're going to get? And what is maybe a better way of doing it? So Matt, I'm excited that you want to talk about this today. And um, yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting about this is I think even the systems that teach this don't always get it right. They, they have a weird way of going about it, which is that cornering effect, which creates that pursuer distance or dance that we talk about in Ninja. If you're going and basically seeking validation, right? We're already going into a situation thinking about ourselves. We're not thinking anything about the value that we deliver to other people. We just want our own validation that somebody will say, yes, I would refer you or I would use you, which ultimately then can lead into you feeling great and that person never using you for a transaction. It was like, gosh, like, <laughs> man, like, yes, fine, Garrett, I'll use you. Gosh. Yeah. All right, never answering that guy's phone call again. Well, so it was interesting. So I, I asked the person that I was coaching, I said, so what would happen if they didn't say you? And they said, well, I would take them off all my marketing. I would do all the... Like, and I said, well, how much would that save you? And we came up to as about 30 some odd dollars a year that the savings would be. And I'm like, all right, so we've alienated a relationship. We've put somebody on the spot. We made it about us and we're saving $35. Huh. <laughs> like, all right, maybe it's a good idea. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like, I wait, wait, wait hold on. Like, what? Well, and are you going to do that across every person in your database? You could have a, a lot of savings then and then no, no revenue, which creates another challenge. But when you're building a relationship business, like I think... Instead of trying to figure out, can I get them to say they're going to use like use me as a real estate agent? Are they going to say they're going to use me for the service? The best thing you can do is give them a reason to use you. Mm -hmm. Like it's a much better approach. Give them something that makes them go, you know what? We haven't used Matt Benelli in the past, but you know what? Next time we do something, I think we need to get him involved because he just seems to be on a different level. He's looking at real estate at a different from a different place. You know, when their friends come in and say, we're thinking we need help with real estate or, hey, we're thinking about maybe making a move. Instead of putting that person in the position of like, well, I did tell Matt that he was my number one referring agent. That's the person I'm going to refer to. <laughs> I better. I got to follow through. Got to do it. Like that ain't going to happen. But it did give them the reason to say, you know, you need to work with Matt Benelli. Like Matt, Matt's a dear friend of mine. He's also one of the best real estate agents I know. He knows this market inside and out. I would even go as far as saying, don't go use anybody else. Go use Matt Benelli. Like that's the vision that you're trying to create here. It's what all the systems and everything that Ninja's built around is to help people feel comfortable in that situation, not forced, not coerced, not pushed, but comfortable in that situation saying, you've got to use my friend, Matt Benelli. And that's what we're trying to create. That's what all, all of this is about that we talk about is creating that moment where they have that confidence. Yeah. Well, Garrett, I think this 
backing up to like this conversation here real quick, like, is this something that you even really want to know? Because this creates a whole false sense of security. I've seen it happen in people's businesses where they're like, oh yeah, John says he'll always use me. Right. And so then we stop talking to John because we feel like, well, John's always going to use me. Like, I don't really need to talk to him. I know he'll call me. And then all of a sudden, John buys a house with another agent. And we're like, well, how come John didn't use me? He said he would. Right. It's like, well, you stopped being in flow with him. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. I, so I don't even think we really want to have that validation from our people because it takes our eye off of providing value and making sure that we are consistently showing up so that people do have that mindset that you just talked about. Right. The other thing is when this is often used when people are meeting new people. Right. And this is where I think other systems get it wrong. Right. They're like, hey, we meet somebody new. We're trying to bring somebody in and get them like latched onto our business because they can't really experience us until they're ready to buy or sell. So now that we've engaged and we're we're starting to build this relationship, let me just lock them in by making sure they would use me instead of making sure there is an opportunity to be used. That sounds weird in the first place, right? Instead of the the question of if you were to buy or sell, would you use me as a realtor? It's hey. You know, if you were to buy or sell, is there somebody that you already have a relationship with that you would prefer to use? And a lot of time the answer is, well, maybe, but you know, I'd be open to other things. Great. Hey, would it be all right if we stayed in touch, if I helped share some value with you? I'm not suggesting that people even go down that path, but that's where I think those systems that use that get the language wrong. They're looking for validation versus an opportunity to build a relationship. And Matt, I think you're onto something there, which is that that is originally probably how that system was created, which was, again, in an initial conversation with somebody, if they find out that you're in real estate and they're like, well, what's going on in the marketplace right now? And you're having a nice conversation with them while sitting on the grandstands, you might ask the question, do you guys have a realtor that that keeps you informed on what's going on in the marketplace and someone that you trust in the market? And they might go, oh, yeah, we've got John over here, he's been our friend forever. We, you know, he's he's kind of our guy we go to for real estate. Like, I think the initial when that whole idea and concept was created, it was literally to see do they have a trusted person in their world? Right. Well, the good thing is in that system, no matter what they say, it's like, great, hey, would you mind if I also shared some value with you? (laughs) Versus if it's like, hey, would you use me? And they're like, no, like you're shut out now. Like that's it. That relationship is over. Do you, do you imagine in like the first five minutes of talking to somebody, very initial conversation, you just have this light back and forth, real estate comes up, and all of a sudden you turn and go, would you use me? Like if if you had a friend, like if you were to think about buy or sell, can I be your realtor? Like you put them on the spot. Matt, you made a joke earlier before we were recording of like in a relationship. Yeah. If you're like dating. <laughs> yeah. Dating. So like, so we're getting married, right? Like you and I, like we're together moving forward. I've only known you for like this half cup of coffee. You swiped right. I mean, so if you were to marry somebody today, would it be me? Ah. Like, because I, I, I just want to know. Holy awkward. You're, the problem is Matt, nobody can see this, but Matt's looking deep into my eyes, staring into his camera lens right now. <laughs> like, no, dude, leave me alone. <laughs> Stop asking. Do you know of anybody who's looking to marry anyone right now that maybe we should be considering as well? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So from the perspective that we come from with Ninja, one is I'm just going to say up front, one, don't put people on the spot like that. No. You would never do it in any other industry. If you owned a Italian restaurant, you would never corner your friends or anybody you know and say, okay, there's there's 10 different Italian restaurants in town. Are we the one that you would go to when you're craving Italian food? 
you wouldn't do it. What you would do is you would try to create an environment and a service and food and expertise and an experience that would make you be the number one Italian restaurant in town. But you would never go and corner the clientele saying, tell me, tell me, I want to know, am I the one? So with that being said, I was you know going through this, man, going, well, what what is your goal at the end of this? And I, I'm going to continue to use the Italian restaurant for an example. Are you going to be the only Italian restaurant that they're going to go to ever, ever, ever again in this town? Because that is the place. No, they probably have a handful of places that they're like, we love Italian food. We eat over here at this one. We eat over here at this one. When we're on the other side of town, we'll make sure we stop and hit that one because we really do love good Italian. And there are other people that have good Italian food out there also. I know we're amazing, but Matt, you probably have really good Italian food. Is that? Is that because <laughs> my last name ends in a vowel, Garrett? That's exactly what it is. I, <laughs> so, so with this going forward, I think as a as a realtor, like instead of this mindset of like, am I the one? And by the way, this is for mortgage brokers out there also, all of this stuff. Like, oh, 100%. If you are going after this and you're thinking about this, your goal should not be, can I get them to tell me that I'm the one? I do believe your goal should be is, can I provide a service and a value that if someone were to refer me? They might say, Matt's the one. They might also say, you should talk to Matt Benelli, you should talk to Garrett Fry, and you should also talk to Terry Johnson. They're all amazing realtors that I know and they're in my world because the average person knows 10 realtors. They wouldn't say that, but that's the truth. But these are the the three that I really trust in, in the area here. And I recommend you talk to all three of them and see which one feels best for you. I think your goal should be is I want to be one of the top three. Yeah. If I've created a relationship where my name's going to come out of their mouth and I'm going to be one of the ones that they say I should go talk to, yeah, that's a win, hands down. Don't corner them, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I agree with that, being the, being in the top three that are there. And, and I'm glad you brought up the restaurant analogy as well, because I actually was using this yesterday with a client who is talking about how do I make sure that I'm still top of mind with some people who know me just for business and maybe they haven't, you know, committed to doing something and I want to stay in that flow. And you know, I said with restaurants it's interesting because if if I have friends that all own restaurants, I can go patronize every single one of the restaurants because I eat food every single day. Yep. I don't buy and sell houses every single day though. So at some point when I'm choosing amongst my friends for a realtor, I am going to have to make a choice, right? And I'm going to choose the one that provides the most value and I feel is going to help me get to where I want to go on time with the best results, whatever my goal is, right? And I think that's where we don't need to pay attention as to, well, will these people use me? And am I just being top of mind? It's, am I providing the value that showcases that I will be the one to get them there? Because using the restaurant then too, if I am going to host a party or something, I want to have a great, big Italian Christmas. <laughs> I want to do it at a restaurant. I'm going to go to the one that's going to provide the best experience, right? I'm going to go to the one that's going to be able to do, you know, have the best service so that all the people that I invite enjoy that experience, even though I might also go to the other restaurants for myself every now and then, right? And so as a, as a realtor, this comes into what are we doing to educate people over time? What are we doing to learn about them and build the relationship? So relating to the dating example too, Garrett, right? You don't just come out of the gate being like, so 
I'm me. You're you. We should get married, right? <laughs> no, it's like, Garrett, tell me about yourself. I want to learn about you. I want to, I want to then, oh, you're into cars. Great. Well, let me get, you know, like, here's, here's some flowers in the shape of a car. Like, oh my gosh, doing special things for people. You're still getting creepy, dude. That's, it's <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> I know that that seems creepy right now, but. Has this worked for you in the past, Matt? When you're building a relationship <laughs> with somebody, you you get to know them and then you do little things, right? Now in real estate, that's going to come in the form of providing value as it relates to real estate a lot of the times. And we miss that sometimes to carry it. And I think people misunderstand, well, I have a good relationship. Maybe I'm in the referral, but they're not using me. Maybe it's because we're we're not adding that value when it comes to real estate. And again, I think when we look at it, like I was just sitting here playing around the numbers for a second. And if we build a group of our people to 150 and you're saying like, we eat every day, but we don't do real estate every single day. The interesting thing is if we have a database of about 150 people, we know for a fact there's about 300 referrals that are in that group in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to do is, is that there are 300 moments in the next 12 months if you have a group of about 150 where they're going to have an opportunity to say, you could use Matt Benelli. You could could use you know this group of agents that I know, this one, this one, this one, go check them all out. So I think the actual numbers are higher than we think of when that opportunity comes up. I mean, 300 opportunities means that almost every single day, one of your people in your group has the opportunity to say, I want to tell you all about Matt Benelli. That's pretty high. Now, again, I'm talking about a a good group of 150 that we're working with can produce that type of opportunity for referrals. So the opportunity for referrals, that's what I want everybody to listen to. This is, it's not that you're going to get all those referrals. It's those opportunities exist. Yes. So again, I think that, can we have our name show up that much? I think we can. And I actually, and I, and I've been criticized for this over the years and it's come up a couple of times recently that I've made the comment that a lot of realtors don't show up all that strong. They don't. It's true. They're running out here, doing the business, looking for the next sale. They drop their client. The minute the sale's done, they're moving on to the next one. They make that sale, drop that client, move on to the next one. Got to find the next closing. The bar has not been set very high. So the minute you really start to care and you start to pay attention to them and take care of them, you will shine amongst the majority of real estate agents that you're up against out here. So again, and Matt, I probably don't need to beat this episode up too much more, but I think the biggest thing is is that instead of cornering somebody and making them feel uncomfortable, just remember the bar hasn't been set very high. If you choose to engage and choose to care and choose to show value and give them a reason to be that one that they're like, I want to refer this person, it's there. It's right at your fingertips. You just need to show up. You need to care. You need to bring value. It's right there, but don't, don't make them feel uncomfortable. It's It will work so fast against you. And I know there's people that have built businesses around it and their sales trainings around it out there about you got to make sure you ask every single year your people if you're their real estate agent. They will show you if you have shown them enough value. They will tell you all year long. And if they're not sending you anybody and they're not using you personally, look at yourself before attacking them. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them. And I think this top three, having the opportunity is a is a great thing to key in on. And I'll, I'll back off on the little the awkwardness with the flowers and things. But oh, you went there, dude. You went back. Because 
when it comes to showing up, it's not that hard if you develop the right systems. I mean, in Ninja, we're talking about auto flow, right? Having three touches a month, three good value touches that can go to your entire database, some postcards, an email, and you're set with that. And then making sure you have once a month flow with your top priority people, your warm list, your hot list, and then maybe once a quarter or twice a year with everyone else doing your real estate reviews. I mean, when you package that up and look at how much time it takes to do that across a database, it's not a lot of time. But a lot of agents don't take the opportunity, Garrett, and I think this is where they miss out on is what you're saying. Agents don't show up. They don't take the opportunity, take the time to actually create that system for themselves, which would place you in the top three. And maybe it is that mindset of, I need to be number one. And so agents are maybe thinking, I have to do all this stuff so that I am the person that they refer. And then they get overwhelmed and don't do anything when it's like, well, what would it take to be in the top three of somebody's referral list, right? It really doesn't take much because when you look, go open your own mailbox, go open your own inbox, your personal one, not the one that you have a realtor because you probably get everybody's newsletter in your own realtor inbox, but, or have your spouse go and open their inbox and you'll see that there's not many agents showing up right? You go open your mailbox, you'll see there's not many agents showing up. You have that opportunity to show up and be there. And then if you're in the top three, imagine if you were in a one or if you were in the top two or top three of every conversation that happened out there. So every time someone was considering hiring a realtor, you were in there, whether you had the opportunity to do a consultation or not, but you were in the conversation. Imagine the odds of how that's going to turn out for you when there's 100, 200 conversations with your name involved every single year, right? That's going to make a massive difference to your business. Odds are in your favor. They're either in your favor, but again, I think we we get locked into an unrealistic expectation, and then we get frustrated when we're not that person, and we go like, "Well, I'm going to take them off my mailing list." Really, you're going to punish them with that? Okay, yeah that that's gonna that'll be effective. We used to get your mailers, and we don't get them anymore. Well, you're now using John, so you're not getting my mailers. Well, and. And that's almost like going the completely opposite direction and be like, oh, well, Gara is the kind of person who did bring value. But once he found out that we had to use John because he's our cousin, but we wouldn't refer John and he took us off our mailing list. Like we don't want to refer Garrett anymore either because clearly he's just at it for himself. And that's the last thing you want somebody to say about you. Oh, <laughs> talk about just damaging what they, they didn't have a choice, but they all of a sudden got very clear where you stood with the relationship. Very clear. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's been. I, listen, that's happened to me before. Where business is like, oh, you're not. Well, you're you're coming off this. I'm like, oh great. Well, I guess I'm never going to use you or ever refer you at that point. Um, because why? Why would I? Right? Like clearly, like I want to refer people who are going to bring value and care about the other person. And so through your actions of how you set people up, now that opens up a whole nother conversation. Well, well, when do I remove somebody from my mailing list? We'll talk about that some other time because you can. <laughs> it's not like you get locked in like, oh my gosh, now I have 3,000 people on my mailers and I can't remove one of them because it's going to damage me. It's like, no, we'll talk about that later. Well, Matt, thanks for exploring this with me today. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good question. And I know and I know it seems like a obvious and easy topic, but I asked this question when I was early on in my career too. This is a question that gets asked often. So don't feel like you're doing something wrong, but please do apply what we just talked about and you're going to see some good changes in your business. And I'm going to go down the path because I know all the listeners are wondering out here and I'm going to do this for all the listeners. We are going to interview uh, Jen Benelli 
and figure out what the courting relationship was like between Matt and Jen, because I have a feeling some interesting things went down and whatever he did, it worked. I don't know if it was race car flowers or things like that, but I, we are going to get to the bottom of this and because he's got some interesting strategies out there that I want to know more about. I want to say thanks to everybody for paying attention and listening today. I'd love to know more about where you listen to the podcast. So if you want to post pictures and share that journey, uh, we would love to know that. That makes it so much more real for Matt because Matt and I are 3,000 miles apart from each other in our little offices and uh, we rarely get to see the podcast being used in real life. And that's an easy way for us to see it being used in real life. So I greatly would appreciate that if you wanted to do that. If you want to check out more about us, ninjaselling.com, you can go there. You can check out the coaching program. That's what Matt and I do every single day. And we've got 27 coaches in there that help people with everything that we talk about on this podcast. They will help you in your business, build a business around that. That's an opportunity for you that exists if you want to go check that out. And then go check out the uh, Facebook podcast community, which is where you're going to share your pictures of where you listen to the podcast. Put it on there. And uh, we appreciate everybody. Matt, I appreciate you. Appreciate Jen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you too, my man. And appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.